Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, I talk to my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Ringer Realities. It was all a stream. I am Chelsea Stark-Jones, and I am joined by the fabulous Jody Walker to talk Selling OC episodes four, five through eight, excuse me. The first four were a doozy. These last four were also a doozy. Jody, what did you, what did you, how did you feel concluding season two of Selling OC? These four, the the back half of the season was not only a doozy, but an international doozy. <laughs> I was just so thrilled to be in Cabo, like so thrilled to get them out of that office. There were a lot less opportunities to like storm out of a big, like repurposed industrial door in Cabo, although there was certainly still some storming. We do have to get a handle on how this show can be the glossy, overproduced thing that it is, and also figure out how to communicate in some way to us, the audience, what any of these people are ever talking about. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we never know what the drama is, and they're always like, Polly and Alex Hall were topless in the hot tub last night. And then we get like a four-second scene of them with bathing suit tops on, it's we're not seeing the good stuff. We're only hearing about it. And that I will admit that is a bit of the charm because hearing these pod people talk is like what <laughs> selling the OC is. But I also want to see if something's going down in the hot tub, I want to see it. Yeah, we can't get like because I mean we'll get there, but it did look like they cut off some of the sh like the framing to make it look like they were topless, but like we didn't actually see them topless. And I saw Polly in a swimsuit top. I did see Hall's shoulders. Yes, yes, yes. I did see Polly in a swimsuit top too. So it was just, it was very confusing. And I agree. Like charming. I don't know if I'm charmed by it. I think that I am um, frustrated by it. And so, because <laughs> I, I want to see more. It's like, you can't just talk. You got to show us. You got to show us. Um, last, the last episode, we spoke about 
ranking our best and worst agents on the show or from the show. Let's give our let's give our top three best and our top three worst. Who do you think are the the and by worst we mean like they don't sell as much, right? Is that what we're saying? Or like we wouldn't want them to be our realtor. I wouldn't want to run into them in a dark $27 million house, I guess. Okay, yeah, okay, like okay. Um, they got potential. They've got they've got areas to grow. And you know, so last last episode we ranked our best and worst fashions and yes. I'm wondering if it kind of falls along the same lines. I don't know. I'm thinking through it. Okay, my best, definitely the best agents on the show are Alex Hall and Gio. Yeah. Third spot, I'm gonna go a wild card and say Alexandra Jarvis. Okay, I don't know I don't if she's there wild. yet. Yeah, it's, I mean, she's just you know she's not in the popular crowd. Like, no. but <laughs> and when she was rolling so deep with Alexandra Rose, it was impossible to listen to them. As I have expressed, is difficult for me. But by herself, some of that likes she does a lot of show. To, she does a lot of tell don't show, which is like talking about how she was a lawyer and talking about her negotiate, negotiating skills. But like, I do feel like in season two, I've been like, oh, maybe she is smart. She does. She does seem smart. She does seem smart. And and so much of being a realtor, as she has spoken about a bit on this season, is like the research. Like, you do have to figure out how to price things correctly. Like, you have to make strategic decisions. And I despite her strange and off-putting personality, I do think she could do that. She's also like wildly gorgeous and just put that face on a billboard. Yeah, I do think she is. She is a smart cookie. Um, I'm going to go with what I think might be a wild card. And I don't know if it's because she... So I agree with you. Gio and Alex are, I think, top one and top two. Brandy. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because she says she hustles a lot. Like every time someone asks how she's doing, it's I'm buying, I'm selling houses. I'm just grinding. I'm hustling. I'm doing this. And so like, I don't know. I kind of feel like she, I mean, Kayla seems like she has a lot to work for, but Brandy seems like she wants to prove something to herself. So she's really going to work hard for that sell or to get a client or whatever. And I think she'd be like a nice, wholesome realtor to like, hang out with and and talk to and whatever. So Brandy would be my third. As for the worst, I might say Rose would never want her to show me a house ever. From what we hear, like it sounds like she sold houses. You know, she says it while they're in Cabo that like she had 50 million in sales before Jarvis ever came in. So like, I guess she does, but I cannot imagine her being my realtor. Yeah, just wouldn't want that. Just just wouldn't want that. Um uh, <laughs> and then I don't know Austin. Austin, I don't think oh I would God. want him either. I don't think he's someone that I want him. Have he, we ever just, seen Austin do a single real estate transaction? No, we haven't. We've seen him Definitely ring the bell, not in this but season. Yeah, but we haven't seen him like host an open house or show a client anything. He just seems so like broy and like, yeah, man, like I just Five bedrooms, three and a half baths. Like that just wouldn't be. <laughs> you what know I how want. real estate is. Yeah. Um, and who would be the last, the last of the worst? I don't know. I feel like this is punching down, but I guess I would say Kayla. 
just because I like I feel bad picking on her. I feel like she's like you low do? hanging fruit. Yeah, she's like it's like low hanging fruit. I feel like she has a mean spirit in her sometimes <laughs> that I do not I do not mind punching down at. <sighs> but it's like I don't want her to be a bad real estate agent. I'm not positive that she's and I guess we should say they're probably to the extent that any of them are real estate agents and not just people on this show. They're probably all good at it because they're working on a higher level. But my, so I agree with you on Rose and Austin. My third wild card, not as great pick, is the reason that I said maybe our worst means that they still have potential because mine is Brandy. I just, when I see her, it's like, I think all of the, the skill is there. And I agree that, and she does seem to hustle and work really hard. But when she gets into a house and I hear her talking to a client, she doesn't sound, she doesn't always sound really confident. Like the voice goes a little shaky. She's like the inexperienced shows, I think. And whereas some people can really bullshit their way through inexperience, she seems to like really pride herself on being genuine. So she's like, okay, if I don't know something, I'm going to say it. And if I, I just like when she and Polly walked into that, in so how have we not I don't believe we have talked about the house that Polly and Brandy are trying to sell together and it is like a 1990s it's Tuscany kitchen wall to wall every room in that it house was, is a Tuscany kitchen it was kitchen. giving early housewives uh, yeah, home decor OC housewives and yeah. it's just we don't see anything like else else like that like all these other houses are already updated and that and nobody said a thing about it. I was like, this is crazy. There are giant vases everywhere. Like it truly yeah. felt like the whole house was a kitchen. It was it was a disaster. Um I do agree. She doesn't she doesn't speak with the confidence as one realtor should. But I I don't know. I like I like her. I have a soft I spot. like her too and she is making it real hard this season i would say oh, yeah she is. she's giving me a run for my money on it's just with brandy you're you always come back to like she genuinely seems like a good person which makes it it challenging for her to fit in here among these monsters Yes. Uh, And let's get into the monsters. So we're in Cabo now. Uh, The group packs up. They go to Cabo. Um, Some pack for professionalism. Some pack to party. Uh, Austin is bringing his swim shorts, his, as I call them, hoochie daddy shorts um, to the pool. Brandy is bringing nothing but nice chic outfits because she is a professional. She doesn't even know she wants to pack a swimsuit. So we are in Cabo. Her husband is looking at her suitcase and it is chock full of blazers with feathers on them. Like it is just (laughs) feathered blazers, side to side, packing cute to packing cute. And he's like, sweetie, would you maybe like to throw a one piece in there or something? And the the editors really knew what they were doing with these two scenes. Like the dichotomy between... Brandy and her sweet husband and like they're joking around they're having fun they're reassuring their kids about mommy being gone and then over in hell Austin and his (laughs) wife are just it's not even bickering like none of neither of them have a high enough energy for it to be bickering they're like so exhausted and resentful of one another that it's just like a monotone you're going to get hammered. If anyone kisses you, I'll cut your dick off. It's, oh, it's tough to watch. 
Yeah, she's she's a hard she's a hard one to to really like. He is too. He is too. They are they're just a weird couple. I did go on his Instagram the other day though, and they do Instagram's deceiving. He does seem to love his wife on so Instagram. So is selling the but, OC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> also so deceiving. Who knows what's really going on in that home? But they get to Cabo, and man, uh, they do room assignments. And the villas are nice that they're staying in. It's very cute. I love Cabo. They decide on Alex, Polly, and Brandy to room together, which I did think this was a little weird. However, I do think Brandy kind of was moving in a way where she kind of was like pretending to be okay with Hall. So like, I didn't really understand like why they chose that trio. Well, to Polly be said it. She was like, I'd rather be with Hall and Brandy, which makes sense for Polly. Yeah, her two closest friends. Brandy and Hall, however, did not feel <laughs> the same way. And yeah, Brandy's upset by this. Again, like Brandy doesn't have a good poker face of like, <laughs> just whatever. I could deal with it for the weekend. Brandy is like clearly visibly uh, irritated. However, Alex does something that would irritate me even more and like pointing it out without like in such a like blunt way. So do you not want to be in the room with us? Do you, is there a problem? And just like every time Brandy said, no, everything's okay. She continues. Well, it doesn't look like everything's okay. And it's like, and it's like, sometimes sometimes things aren't okay, but you'd rather take on something kind of not okay than talk about it and make it way worse, which is what ultimately happens. And I think like that is Brandy's issue with Alex Hall is she won't just take her at her word sometimes. Like she won't, when she says, and Brandy's making it all about her opinions, but like what it should really be about is sort of like her feelings and allowing her to just sometimes be a little frustrated or annoyed and still stay in the room and not be like, well, I'm just trying to sort this out because Alex Hall is so fucking confrontational. And for really confrontational people, that's how they live their life. And so confrontation means nothing to them. And for people like Brandy, who is admittedly passive, it's that's really, you know, she's immediately crying. Yeah, she's immediately crying. However, she also said something that um, really, again, we're both rooting for you, Brandy, but this would just, I was like, it's mm, tough. It's nah. really tough. She says her biggest problem is that they think, like, for them to have the audacity that you guys really think I give a fuck about this shit. Actively sobbing while she's saying it. And it's like that she doesn't give a fuck about this shit. This entire season, you've been acting like you give a fuck about this shit. Like, and that's where it's like, I feel like Brandy has a strong leg to stand on when it comes to like what she feels about the situation. However, she is too deeply putting it, like making it about herself. Yes. And it's not about her. It's about, I don't like how you're moving in this relationship. I think it looks bad. That's it. Not my values this and my da 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 that and whatever. Like, just say that and move on. But you are putting it far too much on yourself to where it does seem like you care so much about it. Because what she's constantly saying is an opinion. Like, she, you, she'll, every season, she gets, like, one phrase in her head and she can't stop saying it. And she keeps saying that people, like, she said, once I, once I put my opinion out there, everything got bad or everything got you know, feels weird and awkward once I put my opinion out there. But she didn't put an opinion out there. She put a judgment out there. And like Alex Hall does have, you know, a reason to feel some type of way about that. And I don't 
while I find Alex Hall's communication style also challenging and difficult, and I think that the assessment of that makes sense from some of the other women, I don't know what Brandy wants from her in regards to these quote-unquote opinions. Like, does she want her to be like, because Brandy's like, I think what you're doing is immoral and it it contradicts my values. So what does she want Alex to say? Like, okay, I'll stop doing it because it yeah. contradicts your values. But I vocally and fundamentally disagree because I think this guy is divorced and so I can flirt with him. I also am well aware that I am in the PR around this and I don't care because I'm the lead role on a reality show. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. It's it's kind of like you said your piece and now what do you want to do with it? Because there really isn't anything more to move forward or backwards or anything with this. And the only solution would be for Alex to stop flirting with Tyler and that Which ain't just, gonna it's not going to happen. <laughs> I like, um, I really can't stop laughing, thinking about her crying and saying like, my main issue is that y'all have the audacity to think that I care about this shit while she's crying. And I really just wanted to say to her what my therapist says to me when I suddenly am an emotional and have no idea why, which is what's the emotion there? Let's dig in Brandy. What's the, why is your voice cracking? What's what's going on here? Because they're all there's something. There's always something. There's something. And and again, like I agree with her. Like I do think it looks some type of way. You were the same way with this man when he was married as you are with him now. So it looks like when he was married, you would have gone there. What you th- you disagree? But no, I, no, I agree with that. But you have to take in the reality that he then asked for a divorce. You know no, what I, I know, mean? But like, like he I guess made that, like, himself single. Like. Because what she what she doesn't like is the former behavior. And, and and the former behavior is credibly inappropriate. And I don't know, I guess we could say immoral. What's happening now is like much more of a gray area. And I would go so far as to say black and white that like he is single. It seems like he and his ex, soon to be ex-wife believe he's single. And to like be so bothered by that behavior I actually think is pretty strange. And the way she is like, this could be the editors doing her dirty. But the way that Brandy is staring Hall and Tyler down when they're sitting on the steps during those cocktails in Cabo is, everyone's so mad. Everyone is so bothered. And I guess it's because of the way it started. But like... Yeah, I think that's where I come from or where I feel a little bit more in line with Brandy in this of like... And and it sounds corny when she says this, like I value marriage and blah blah blah. But like she's like, was I am so- a woman, I am a wife. Yeah, like and you know, and it's just it's I a guess little I'm condes- just not. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds condescending, but there is something to it of just like I fit, I just feel like the way that in which you were moving then and how you're doing it now is just slimy and a little snaky. And I just don't I I wouldn't appreciate it. it like you know, I just like if someone was doing that with my fiance or whatever, like. And then like we're free and broken up from one another. And then you're just like, I don't know. It's just, it, it's gross to me. And so like, I do understand her like feelings about that. However, for me, I would probably not say anything to her face and just like slowly distance myself from the friendship. Like she just wouldn't be a friend that I would want to bring my man around. Like that to me, like that's what Alex Hall is to me. Alex and Paul totally. are just friends that I wouldn't want to bring my man around. And and yes, absolutely. That's like well proven on national television, on Netflix television. <laughs> I think something that bothers me about the way that Brandy is stating it is like, these are my values and they should be everyone's values. And that is the feeling. And like, I don't know. I don't love that she's like, 
I value marriage. The expectation she seems to be setting is like everyone should value marriage. Or that you don't value marriage. You should marriage. certainly it's, it's respect other people's it. marriages, but it's not like that doesn't have to be like the leading Everyone doesn't have to be like marriage is the dictating thing of society, you know? Like, I think Alex Hall does want to get married again, but what if she didn't? Like, it, this, this sort of like, because I don't know, I get it with Brandy, though, because her emotions are so clear. Like, and I think she is going through a lot. I'm sure it has to do with her mom, but not just with her mom, which is like, what's the kind of person I'm going to be? Like, I think she's having a pretty existential crisis around that she is this more passive, uh, more reserved person, but she wants to find within her this sort of assertiveness and this like dominance that it takes to like succeed in this field. And I want her to find it too, but I don't know if this is the way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's the way. And and so after this whole conversation, they, they all go down to the pool and Alex, you know, doesn't take anything Brandy said to heart and just, just straddles goes Tyler immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so, and again, and so that's like what we're saying is there's really no solution here. It's just, they're going to do what they want to do. She's a grown woman. She can do what she wants to do. Granted, he is a single man. But like, I think my line in the sand would be like, look, like you do you, but I just don't feel comfortable bringing a man around you that I know is in a relationship or who I'm in a relationship with. Like, I just don't have that faith in your ability to behave properly. And then we have this dinner with the bosses, um, first night in Cabo. And this whole thing with G, uh, Jarvis and Rose kind of gets brought up again of their drifting apart type of ways. Um, Gio confronts Jarvis about how she is treating Rose. Jarvis is kind of being a little short with her after their whole argument in that $27 million mansion or whatever house they were in at the time. Um, and... Gio and Polly say that it looks like Jarvis has used Rose for her contacts and experience and then ditched her. I thought this was interesting because this entire time, I thought Jarvis was the more senior realtor and not Rose. So when they were saying like Rose was Jarvis's mentor, I was like, oh, funny. Like I thought it was the other way around. I mean, it's just that Rose basically seemed to have brought Jarvis into the Oppenheimer group. I'm not sure what their difference in experience is, except I do assume Jarvis hasn't been an agent as long because she did have this kind of other, you know, she went to law school, she took the bar. I assume she practiced for a little while. And like, I think she's 32. So she couldn't have been in real estate for that long. She definitely does seem like the more experienced, the more senior, the more wearing of fabric among the two. <laughs> but this whole argument over like whether like some something about being a mentor really cracks me up. It's actually something that I joke about about in my real life a lot because like my dad used to always like want me to get a mentor. And that's just not really something that I need. I think men are really focused on mentors. But then there are also jobs that are really mentor and real estate is definitely one of them. Like I feel like a lot, I was talking to my sister-in-law as a realtor and I was, I was talking with her about it, about like having a mentor because she was, there was someone who was sort of presenting themselves as a mentor opportunity to her. And I guess that's something that happens. I don't know. It was a little weird to me. Cause like I 
have someone I consider a mentor, but it's not like, like we didn't like go somewhere and like sign up to be mentors and mentees together. But like also Jarvis and Rose seem so close in age and like close-ish in experience that like, it seems weird to me. Like I thought like it should be a, a more senior, per- like Brett or Jason should be your mentor, not they aren't Rose. mentoring anyone. Brett no. and Jason <laughs> drop into that office and like before their little feet have barely hit the ground, they are back out of there. Yeah. They're like, don't talk yeah. to us. Don't look at us. Sell houses. Be on our TV show. Yeah, I guess. I thought it was a weird and wild uh, argument that led to nothing. It was very surface level because these producers, editors don't give us a lot to really dig into here. But we're here to sell homes and or to start selling homes. I don't know. They have this $2 billion development in Cabo that they want to sell. It is 24 acres in El Tool Beach, 50 oceanfront homes on half an acre each. So 15 to 25 million, 300 homes on the hillside, three to 6 million. This, <laughs> our, our wonderful producer, Sasha, prompted us with the question, how do we feel about the Oppenheim Group facilitating soft colonization of Americans in Mexico? <laughs> Um, Sasha also pointed out that, like, we spend all this time in Cabo talking about how, you know, the OC agents are, like, particularly inclined towards selling these places in Cabo because people in the OC go to Cabo. So, like, it kind of seemed like, and then Austin kept talking about he wanted to be the first person to sell a house in Cabo. Kind of seemed like we were going to end the season with someone maybe selling a house in Cabo. And that wasn't even a suggestion. No, it wasn't. I think maybe next season might be geared towards that because it seems like they're still in development. I will say I was in Cabo last November and they were building a lot. Like, and I had been there before that in 2019. So it had been a couple of years. And like, I did notice just a lot of construction and even just the resorts are upping their game, I guess. So they really are trying to make it somewhat of a resort town. It's a hard colonization of, <laughs> of Cabo. Yes, yes. Um, so they split the group up into two. We have half of them going with Brett to look at this $27 million property and the other half going to Jason with Jason to look at this hilltop property. Within it, like Brandy is with Kayla and she talks about this jacuzzi party that we mentioned off the top where Brandy says they Alex and Polly were topless in the hot tub with Austin and Tyler. Now, again, we did not see any topless behavior. However, I do find this behavior really inappropriate for a work trip. Yeah, of course. Like, I don't know if I would have been at BravoCon in a jacuzzi with you, Jodie Walker, pouring tequila down your throat. Okay, first of all, that's rude. (laughs) Yes, you would. (laughs) We would probably keep our tops on. <laughs> I think that's I think that's where the line gets drawn. Just like you're if you're already in a swimsuit with coworkers, just keep it on. And I mean, <laughs> that's just not even to mention Tyler slinging his dick around later, but we'll just we will get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, the, the HR violations, it's like, that is what Brandy should be focused on. Like, she has a legal claim, probably, on some HR violations. It's not about whether the ink is dry on Tyler's divorce. It's about that he's slinging his dick around at a party full of coworkers. Yes, yes. And in this case, with some allegedly topless, and like, Austin is married... 
almost with Austin such a dummy that it's almost like a different set of rules apply to him. He is so hammered on this entire trip. He was so pink, I thought he was about to pass out. And it's like, yeah. it's not sunburn. It's like sheer intoxication. Yeah. He was um, on another level. It, it I think, further proves our point of him being a little bit disassociated in his relationship and marriage. Um, but yeah, I just, I thought it was, I thought it was like, just not something you would want to do if you're sharing a room with somebody. Granted, they seem to have no respect for Brandy at this point, but like, She's in there sleeping and you guys are being loud, having a jacuzzi party on a work trip. Like, just seems a little bit inappropriate. Oh, I didn't put all of that together. The, the, I didn't know where uh, they were. The the flash oh, of they the were hot in their, tub like, was room, I thought. so quick. I mean, they're, they have like a condo that has three rooms. Like, I think Brandy has a door. Yeah, I mean, it just was a lot. Um, Kayla, of course, says it's not okay to have a jacuzzi party. And... She, you know, especially with it being a work trip, um, Brandy says, you know, she's just laser focused on succeeding and just grinding, you know, they're talking a bunch (laughs) of bullshit though. Like (laughs) Kayla, I know good and well, that stuff happened with Kayla last season. Like, you know, she was going out, she was rubbing up on Tyler. Like she's a party girl too, but she's decided to align herself with this sort of I don't know, more highbrow gals in the office, which good for her, I guess. Maybe she's trying, maybe she maybe she wants that. But then also for Brandy be, to be like, I am laser focused. No, you are not. <laughs> you are like extremely bothered by what's going on. But, you yes. know, we tell ourselves stories in order to live. So whatever you got to do. That we do. Kayla offers her bedroom to Brandy to stay in um, because of all of the debauchery. But- Later on, the whole group, they go to, I guess, I don't know, a restaurant at the resort or something like that. And as I was reading the outline that our producer made for us, I was like, yes, Gio, a respectful husband, dancing with a respectful distance away from a single woman. Did he look weird? Yes. But was he respecting his wife and his marriage? Yes. And then as I scrolled down into our outline a little bit more, I saw a blind item from Demois. And I had to take away my initial sentiments about Gio. I, by judging by your face. Oh, we'll get there, Jenny. Don't scroll. Don't scroll. Because I want your blind reaction. Do not scroll. Yes. I thought the same thing. It's like, I don't know why I'm sometimes charmed by Gio because he's such a turd. But like, (laughs) like when he is uncomfortable dancing or, you know, like there's just, there is something about him that, like I said, is like, he's the adult in the room that, He's not so you're not going to catch him dead at a topless. He's an appropriate. He is a mostly appropriate coworker. Yes. And there's like something about that that I find uh, charming, I guess, you know, as I find all of my appropriate coworkers charming. Like. <laughs> he's kind of like like in comedy, they call the straight character like he's like yes. the straight character in of the show, like doesn't do anything too crazy when he does. It's kind of he's like, just very even keeled about it. But um, at this restaurant, well, they're all taking shots, which again, like, why are you taking shots on a work trip? I just could, I could never <laughs> fast forward to us in Vegas at Bravo. I'm making a face. I <laughs> want the listener to know that I'm making a face. I, I could. I, and then I know it's kind of challenging though, because I'm like, well, yeah, but like, I wouldn't take shots with most coworkers, but with Chelsea, but then that's kind of where these people are. You know, they're like, yeah, maybe I wouldn't take a shot with 
Lauren and Sean, who for some reason have been left behind at the office, like sad but little Jenny, children. I have to say, I don't know if I could take a tequila shot, but can we do like a lemon drop shot or something like a little Absolutely bit? Absolutely not. You can do a <laughs> lemon drop shot and I will do a tequila shot. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I could do straight alcohol. Um, <laughs> but Alex and Tyler go off together for a little quote unquote chat, which didn't seem necessary, but you know, just wanted to get away, talk to one another. And it was, it was, it was giving me like <laughs> Little Mermaid, Eric and Ariel kiss the girl vibes of like, is it because were... of how she had her legs tucked kind of like a, like a mermaid tail <laughs> under his legs? Yes. I don't know. It was just like, they wanted to, but yeah. they wouldn't, but they wanted to, but they wouldn't. And, um, and I, I thought they were like, why not? But instead he goes in for an awkward like hug slash kiss of her neck. I don't know if that was intentional. He is awkward and she is going to make him do it. You know what I mean? Like she's yeah. going to make him say what he's feeling and what he means. And I've actually, and you know, I it's hard to believe that they haven't done anything at this point. But maybe, like, let's buy into it. Let's say they haven't. I was, I've been really fascinated by, like, how this has developed because she has seemed like she liked him and wanted him so much from the beginning. But she then has also actually been a little more resistant to it than I would expect. Yeah, I think she is playing that game of um, Chase. And I, you know, she does bring him aside and she does want to ask about the whole Polly thing when, and what she responds with, like, nothing's going to happen with me and Polly. Like it was a one-time thing. It was just crazy, random, whatever. He does tell her that he loves her and that she's the best. And as I said, kisses her neck. And he does say, don't act like this is the first time. And which I was aghast about, but well, they I have basically like, like open mouth kiss every part of their face except for their mouths, <laughs> nosies, neckies. I'm sure that I'm sure they've done something weird with ears. That could have been what he meant. I thought it was much crazier that he said, I love you. Like yeah. you say that to your friends, but you have to stop saying it once things get a little dicey in the romantic territory. Cause then what are you saying? So yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, and again, as you pointed out, everyone's kind of, or it seems like everyone's looking at them as they're having this discussion. Um, and Brandy goes over and asks Polly if she and Alex are sharing Tyler, which uh, Sasha says is out of line. I thought was an appropriate question because that's what it looks like. I think that Polly and Tyler have been very clear that like they made out one time and it was silly. Yeah. I don't think it's like, inappropriate because the scale of appropriate in this office is impossible to gauge. And I think being like, are you two, but I don't know. Brandy's just, Brandy's not great at like shade or getting a dig in there. It's always kind of random. Yeah. Maybe they should share Tyler. He's not enough man for them. Not enough. Um, and then we get a really good excuse for a boat day. Um, we are viewing homes from, a yacht. <laughs> they didn't look at a single house. They didn't. Br- Brett didn't point to a single house and say like five, five beds, four baths, or whatever. There are always so many bathrooms in these houses. By the way, That's it's always what like I wanted to four know. bedrooms, ten bathrooms. Why do you need more bathrooms than bedrooms? That was a question I was trying to 
ponder I mean, it, up. It is I nice was. to have a few more, you know, to have a guest bathroom and a powder room. But it's never just one more. It's like it's like ten bathrooms. Yeah, it's like three or four more bathrooms. And I'm like, but where are they going? Why do you need so many? I don't know. Cool house bathroom. I don't know. When I get rich one day, I'll, I'll be able say, to answer rich this people question. be using the bathroom. You know how it is. <laughs> they got a cocaine bathroom. They got yeah. whatever rich people are doing. Yeah. So Austin is vomiting this entire time that they're on the boat. I've been there before. I, I felt his pain. He's um, also not, drinking, to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> also been there before. <laughs> and you're not going to take a tequila shot with me at BravoCon in Las it was, Vegas, Chelsea? It was a bachelorette trip. It was an appropriate place to be vomiting and drinking on a boat. <laughs> oh, that's tough. That's really tough. Yeah, I was rallying, um, as was Austin. Uh, and he, he chose to go on a jet ski with, with Tyler, um, having a good old time. This whole conversation about Jarvis dancing with a married man the night before comes up, which again, the audacity from Polly to make this such a big deal when she was stripping in front of naked men a year ago. But Rose claims that she's seen Jarvis do that before. Jarvis was really upset that Polly took out her camera to record her, which I would be upset too. If like, we're not cool. And all of a sudden you're just whipping out your camera to record me dancing. Like, mm, I would says that she was just filming the bar. You know, she was just taking a quick video, but it later becomes very evident that she was filming Jarvis. dancing. Yeah. Yeah. She was. Yes. Very obvious. Don't get in on my good time. Do not. Do not. And it's just like, yeah, not cool. Um, so uh, Polly making a big deal of Jarvis being upset about that. I was like, yeah, anyone would be upset about that. Duh. I mean, there's something to being upset about it because you're doing something wrong. But then also like Polly and Jarvis are sworn enemies. So she knows that Polly is taking that video for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Like, but yeah, exactly. I think it's, it's on who's taking it. Jarvis doesn't seem to really have any friends at the O group, but like, yeah, I, I can't imagine she would get that upset if Brandy had her phone out and was like, yeah, girl, get it. Like, or whatever. I don't know. I, I did. I have to say, I didn't see like non-consensual, like video consent becoming such a big part of this season, but ultimately <laughs> huge plot point coming up. Oh yes. So then we have this argument or I, I don't know. So we have this whole thing with Alex Hall and Brandy. And so what were they getting ready to do? Was it just, was it the last night? I can't remember, but they were... It was just, yeah, it was the last night they were in Cabo. Okay. And so Brandy had decided to stay with Kayla in Kayla's room. So Brandy and everyone else were downstairs or somewhere getting drinks in a loungy area. Polly and Alex Hall walk in. Brandy, I thought, quietly said hello to (laughs) them. Very quietly. And so... Polly heard her and acknowledged her. Alex didn't. I will say Alex probably didn't hear her or acknowledge her because she was so focused on getting to Tyler. Of course, Um, yes. She has those blinders on. So I didn't think anything of it. However, Brandy took major offense to this. And I think this is just her being extremely sensitive about the fact that they're already in a fight as opposed to her really feeling snubbed by this person. But it's like, it's like you said earlier though, like I think what's tough is Brandy is the one who needs to draw the line. Like, yeah, Alex wants to still be Brandy's friend, 
Brandy kind of can't be Alex's friend because of this like fundamental disagreement with her, you know, morals. But but she can't kind of draw the line. I also wouldn't put it past Alex Hall to ignore her. Yes. It was a quiet hello. It's hard to know what actually was the case. They certainly yes. don't get it sorted out. Not at all. And not at all. And so Brandy pulls Polly aside to say like, hey, was that a snub? And then Alex comes over and then Kayla comes over and Kayla says that she saw Tyler and, and uh, Alex making out on the beach, which immediately like she gets called out on the bullshit. And it's funny when they make and throw out these accusations. We get this later on in one of these episodes and they just are like, yeah, you're right. I lied. <laughs> like, it, like Kayla wasn't like, no, I saw what I saw. Like, she was like, okay. Kayla drives down. me crazy because she does <laughs> stuff like, she flat out lies. And then to use this show's language, then has the audacity to call out other people for what she perceives as lying or bad behavior. Yeah. And like, and she does it with like, she does it so blatantly, like, when she, what was she running her mouth about in the first half of these episodes? Oh, the Polly uh, the and Tyler. Polly and Tyler kissing. She was going shoulder to shoulder, person to person, going like, oh, well, you haven't heard about the drop. Like, she's she's such a shit stirrer. And then I feel like, I mean, I don't love this phrase, but like sort of plays a victim when the shit gets thrown back in her direction. And acts like it's so like it's just the mean girls in the office, but she is such a shit star. And she does this, um, she like she does this thing where she brings up something. It's not in this particular case, but she did it in the last four episodes. She does it later in these when she is talking about Alex Rose saying stuff about Jarvis's fiance. She does this thing where she'll be like, Oh, well, you know that that's that that's not true. You know what you've been doing. And then they'll be like, what have I been doing? She's like, do you really want me to go there? Do you really want me to go yeah. there, Jarvis? So it's like she's making it their like that they've brought this upon themselves when she just walked up uninvited to a group of people and was like, did you hear the news about Polly and Ty? It's she drives me crazy. Yeah, I don't it, I don't like her. It is I don't want lot. her to be my realtor. No. <laughs> um, and then it gets to a point where the women are starting to say, you know, Alex, the way in which you argue and like, we can't come to you because you are so hard to have these types of conversations with. And I do agree with them in that, but it's like, Alex just doesn't back down. And I don't think she cares to understand other people's perspectives. And so she's just going to go. Issue. <laughs> yeah. She's just going to go hard and ride for herself. And that can be really hard when you're someone like maybe Brandy, where you want to find a resolution with this person. And it doesn't seem like the person in which you're talking to wants to also find a resolution. She can't listen. Like, like no. that's the price. She like when she is so intent on kind of just moving past whatever they're talking about, like getting over it and stating whatever she wants to state that she can't like, she fundamentally cannot listen to these other people because, like you said, like, she's not interested in seeing other people's points of views. And I do think she thinks that she's right. Like, she, and she's kind of like, eventually, we're all going to come to the same conclusion that I'm right and you're wrong. So, like, let's just get towards it as soon as possible. So, I definitely understand them 
feeling like that. Like I continue to say, I just, I marvel in Alex Hall's sheer power. And like, she is a bulldozer. Like she just bulldozes over everyone else. And I wrote down in my notes, like, unfortunately, I like the way that Alex Hall communicates because (laughs) it's so unusual. And it's, you know, like being a bulldozer, being really like relentlessly dominant like that is a very socialized male trait. And so when I see it in women, I always kind of like respect it because I'm like, how'd you get here? Like that just has to be deep in you or you had to like really try to get that socialized into you. And so I do, I do kind of respect it about Alex Hall. I would not want to have a conversation with her. Yeah, she's not someone you want to talk to about conflicts. Um, and so it does elevate. Alex and Brandy get into it. And Brandy is very upset because Alex keeps talking with her hands. I can't tell. I don't remember if the hands were getting close to the face. This is a big thing in reality TV. Um, you don't talk with your hands because then the hands get down. really close. Yeah. And Brandy doesn't like it. She feels like it's disrespectful. It, it is. However... Alex says I'm Italian, which is also another like excuse that a lot of people that talk with their hands like to say it's just my culture. It's like I talk with my hands. We all talk with our hands. We argue or whatever. And it's like, and I think it is, but I think you can also tell when a hand means something different, you know, like when it feels like disrespectful, I guess. Yes. And it's all about boundaries. Brandy said, don't talk with your hands around me. It's like, okay, fine. Putting the hands down. And then Brandy kind of steps to Alex in a way that did feel a little bit confrontational. And Alex immediately kind of became mousy in this moment. So I I have a lot of this. Yeah, I have a lot of feelings about this whole argument. And it kind of bleeds into the LA stuff too. And you know, after the fight, Brandy gets lunch with a friend in LA and she she says to her. Basically that she doesn't have the privilege to act in this way, to be moving. And I, and maybe, you know, now that I'm thinking about thinking this all through, like maybe this is also why she feels so much resentment for Alex Hall and Polly and how they're behaving because she says she doesn't have the privilege to act in this way. And I totally get what she means. And I think this is also where I realize there's probably no black producers on this show. Because with what she's articulating is that she can't go out and act a fool like Alex and Hall and like be respected in the same way in which they are. And so her and also her getting upset by the fact that she let herself get to that point to where she can now be painted as this angry black woman or this aggressive black coworker or whatever. And I felt like at this lunch, she probably articulated all of that. Mm -hmm. but it was cut. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so there wasn't that full context of like why this was so upsetting for her and like probably why it is so upsetting that like Alex and Polly and Tyler could be so cavalier about their flirtation and stuff like while in the workplace and still be able to be given these million dollar listings and still be seen as respected women in the work culture and stuff, because if that were her, a black woman, it probably, she would not be seen the same way in that Mm -hmm. respect, in that regard. And so I didn't like that it got to the point that it got to. And I also didn't like how it was discussed afterwards. And I feel like that's a big part of production. And so, so yeah, that was kind of like my takeaways from it. 
And it kind of like, it was a part of the trailer where I was like, Ooh, this is going to be good. But then watching it play out, I was like, Oh, I don't like this. Oh, there's this, I mean, yeah, totally. And like, you know, all of those sort of after effects make sense. And I, I couldn't believe we weren't sort of talking about it on the show in a more explicit way of like the racial stuff that this brought up. And I think that like, it, you know, in the trailer, it felt exciting. It felt so gross and kind of like scary in the moment of like, oh no, this is going so sideways, not in the way that Brandy was going to do something, but in the way that Hall reacted to it. Like mm -hmm. she's been being, you know, a big girl, like, a, you know, doing her bulldozer thing, moving her hands around because she's Italian. Like she has been aggressing. She has been having the big fight. And then Brandy has this reaction to it. And, and she immediately flips the switch and is mm -hmm. like, what is going on? What is going on? You literally just came at me, Brandy. Are you going to swing? Are you going to swing? I was like, oh, shut up. Oh, shut up. Like, do not like it really felt like she was sort of goading her into doing something or like yeah. somehow now really trying to point out how wild Brandy's behavior is when like Brandy'd been really calm throughout all of this. It just really, and it's like, and yeah, we're not going to like not talk about or acknowledge that there is a huge difference between Hall doing that to Brandy, a black woman, and all of the, you know, outside like factors and assumptions that come with that. I just... And then it, it really felt like it was being talked around throughout the rest of the episode. Yeah. You know, like Hall later says, you know, when I look back on it, I know that Brandy wasn't gonna hit me. And I just wish that it had been a little more, like we'd done a little more backtracking and like working through that moment. And you're right, that's production. Like, yeah, that's a production issue. Yeah, it was, it was disappointing. And it, it was also... Yeah, it was one of those things, too, and to your point, where Hall has been the big mouthpiece this entire season, and the one time someone kind of stands up to her and, like, you know, verbal sense, punches her in the mouth and, like, makes the bully shut up for a second, she recoils and is the victim and is the one that's been hurt and wronged and stuff. So it was very, um, it was very frustrating for me to watch and to see how it played in the aftermath, and I really felt for Brandy in this moment or in the following scenes and stuff like that, because I, I I totally understood what she was saying. And I felt like the editors, the producers did her a disservice and the audience a disservice by not really going there with it. I mean, so much so that they had to like literally set up a scene with her to be in LA with another black friend. Like, yeah. And, it points and, out some flaws of the construction of the show for yeah. sure. Um, and I mean, this, like, this is, you know, skipping ahead, but it's, it's all of a piece. Hall later sort of gets to explain some some of her reaction and behavior. And and it's also very vague, but basically says that like she was triggered in that moment of a confrontation in, I guess, a way that she couldn't have like expected or explained because she has had, she's really vague about it, but like yeah. some, what sounds like abuse in her past. and. I don't, even in like a glossy reality show, I think that there's room to explain people's behaviors in that way because they don't just come from nowhere. Like they do come from somewhere deep down, you know, in within that sheer panel dress over a feathered blazer. Like there's reasons that the people that, especially in these kinds of moments, these like heated moments. Yes.
This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a very delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. On to less heated moments. Um, Mama Geo makes a return. Uh, we got her. To we got the big account. Jody's request. It's a brief return. We only see her once. So I don't know if that was enough for you, Jody, but we did get her. It was enough. I need, just needed to set my eyes on her and remember that she existed. It did come along with the sad news that Gio's parents are, because they keep talking about that he's selling his, his childhood home. home. Yeah. The family home. But the home that he was in that seemed to be the family home, I thought that was Gio's house. The home that he lives in, I think, is his house. But the one that he's selling, I think, is like his so parents' maybe the, home. Okay. I think that I thought that was Gio's house because last season they were at that house when he was seeing his mom. And then also all of these homes kind of look exactly the same. Yeah, his house is kind of, yeah. It looks a lot like that one. I guess that would make sense if it looks like his childhood home. But it was also so imagine, hard to imagine like a child in that home. All of these, all of these houses are so un- homey. Yeah, that's one of the things when I watch these homes, I'm like, who lives here? Like so I, many sharp corners. Cannot raise a child here. Everything <laughs> is marble. Like everything is marble. There yeah. Was one of the houses that they were looking in at the first in the first half of the season had a sky roof, a roof that opened over the bathtub. And they were like, oh, and when it rains, it's amazing. I was like, I'm sorry, when it rains directly into the home, what is this? Rich people shit. Who's cleaning uh, this up? I love it. Um, but yes, it, he's selling his family home. We get him. Um, Austin, apparently, he goes out to Mexican dinner uh, with his wife after Cabo because he can't get more Mexican food and more margaritas. Um, he can't get enough of it. 
he apparently told Jason that he'd be willing to move to Cabo and sell homes and real estate there to his wife's surprise. Um, did not Austin seem to have a grade had- A idiot. Oh yeah. Horrible. He Horrible. is just like, he is the definition of weaponizing ignorance of just being like, yeah. So like, cause I'm an idiot. I just said that I, that I would move to Cabo and I think that would be fun for us. And actually it's fine that I did it. Cause I'm just the type of guy who doesn't think about things. And it's like, what if you were the type of guy who took your family into consideration when you did things because you chose to have a family and you're an adult man and not a dumb little boy who's always drunk on tequila? And like, I don't know, Is it's just, it's, ugh, watching them together, together, it's just... It's weird. It makes me sad. It also makes me mad. He says he gained nine pounds while they were in Cabo. Oh, so and like, how? It is fine to gain weight. It is totally fine. But I think they were there for like three days. Yes. Like, how? And it does. It's, it's I think Brandy and her husband is the only relationship we've seen on the show where I don't cringe watching them. Like, Gio and his wife, they also have, like, they don't film them enough together, but they also kind of have this weird sterile relationship where I can't tell if they are, like, into each other. Like, she seems like a supportive wife, but, like, they don't She's seem very that affectionate. To like, we're not yeah. getting a lot from her. Yeah. I do like, I do like how sometimes, like, like, sometimes when Gio goes up and tells his wife the drama, it feels very, like, intimate and familiar. You know, it feels like they really know each other. It doesn't yeah. necessarily feel like they're trying to give each other nosies all the time but no. like it does feel like they know each other and like watching Austin and his wife on this date I was like this feels miserable I was so glad to see them on a date I was so glad to see her outside of that house she did and come alive a little bit but a little bit but then they just kind of like bicker and he apologizes for getting so drunk but she asked him not to get so drunk before he left and he did it anyways Yes. And then he says he knows he couldn't put the girls to bed for a whole week. He, it's not even like he couldn't take care of them by himself for a whole week. He couldn't put his children to bed for seven days in a row. Men. That seems, I'm not a parent, but that, it seems like you should be able to do that. They're useless. Um, he is. So, <laughs> he is. Um, so Polly and Jarvis finally have it out. Polly is having a birthday party. She's inviting the entire office because why not? Why not? We're already incestuous enough. Why not just have everyone come to my pajama birthday party? Bring your keys. They're going in a bowl, baby. <laughs> and um, Jarvis says, yeah, I'm not going. Like, why would I go to your birthday party? We're oh, not friends. Was, it was funny. <laughs> and I actually appreciated that because it's like it, this was the quote unquote finale party. And for Jarvis to be like, I don't need to be on camera enough for the finale party. I'm not going to your fucking birthday. Like, you don't like me. I don't like you. Why are we going to pretend? I was like, okay, I'm here for it. And Jarvis is like, we can't just... No, like, we just... We can all get along for a while. And Polly... Sorry, Polly says that. Like, can't we just all get along? Can't we just go to this party? Which is her birthday party. And Jarvis is like, well, no, because you called me a cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This, this confrontation in front of the entire office, in front of their bosses. Actually, this is like such a poor reflection on Jason and Brett. Like they should not allowing be allowing this to happen. 
I had just like mainlined three episodes of Below Deck Down Under before I watched these episodes. And like over Captain Jason's dead body is the word cunt being said <laughs> in like a meeting. He like, it's just, it's actually so inappropriate. Like real estate is a different kind of business. These are a diff- these are different kind of colleagues. It's not like the way that like we, our colleagues are actually kind of like independent contractors, but they, there has to be some HR. There yes, has to no, be. It, it's it's a little bizarre. Um, however, I did live for every moment of this fight, and Absolutely, I really thought that perfect. Jarvis <laughs> held her own and kind of put Polly in her fate in her place. And Polly's whole like, and this is where also the, their office culture is really messed up, is because Polly's whole argument is you're two different people. Like you're fake, you're phony, you're this way, and then you're that way. And it's like, yeah, you should be two different people around your like. You should not be your outside self around your colleagues. Like there is a a reason, like there's no, there's nothing wrong with her not letting loose and ripping shots in Cabo with you guys because she doesn't want to, because she wants to be seen as a professional. Like there's nothing wrong with that. She doesn't want you to see her outside self. Yeah. She's like, when I'm selling a house, I act differently than when I'm doing downward dog on a strange man in Cabo. Like there is a reason that you see two sides of me and she rarely seems to let them see the downward dog side. And she, you know, Jarvis delivers one of her now patented Jarvis zingers on the way, on the way out of storming out of the office, which is another one of her patented moves and says to Polly, I know how to be professional when it's time to be professional. Take a note. Yeah, Kicks I loved up that it. laptop, doesn't put it in a sleeve, storms out, charger <laughs> flying. Like they are always just picking up their bare laptops. It's crazy. I loved it. And so Jarvis leaves and Kayla then jumps in and makes some accusation about, and, and oh, this was so frustrating, about some video of Polly and Tyler making out on the couch. And this well, was- Polly con- brings up this video because she's heard, Polly has now heard that Kayla is- shopping around a video of that okay. I guess she got off CCTV um, or the, you know, security cameras in the office because Polly brings it up when Jarvis talks about her taking a, a video without her consent. And she's like, well, I heard there's a video going around without my consent. And then Kayla like kind of comes in to defend herself by being like, this makes me so mad. So like the video gets brought back up and Kayla's like, well, who told you that? Who told you that? Who told you that? It's like, well, you're very clearly not saying that you haven't, that you don't have this video and that you haven't been showing it to people. Yeah, I mean- such a deflector. It was, but also just like, show us a fucking video. Like, where's the video? I was so frustrated by that. And it's, I don't know. It it was, this whole thing, it just felt like a nothing burger. Again, another thing in the trailer that was like, oh my God, exciting. Like they're caught on camera making out with each other. And then we don't get to see it. Like there's no clarity as to if it actually exists or not. And it's just like, ugh, I don't know. It fell short. It was frustrating, but we do get something that was kind of uncomfortable for me to watch was Tyler meeting Alex Hall's family of women, his sister or her sister, mother and grandmother. Um, it was just awkward. Like grandma, wildly inappropriate. <laughs> I did kind of love that grandma. I liked her too, but it was just like, also, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Also, he I guess came I'm over more because like, Alex's son borrowed took a his watch? watch? No, he left the watch on the nightstand. <gasps> I am not believing 
anymore that they have never canoodled before. If she brought her son into a lie about him having left, then I would be... That my morals, as a wife and a mother, my morals would be conflicted. Why would he give her son his expensive watch? Like, it it does not make sense to me. Like, the math is not nothing. She said he saw it at the beach. I was like, he was wearing this, like, titanium (laughs) watch at the beach. And why are you guys at the beach together with her son? Well, that's what, like, I do... They film this show for such a short period of time. It is like a matter of weeks. We wait a year to get it. And I gotta st- I gotta see some Ponderosa footage. Like I gotta start knowing a little bit. And I don't wanna have to do it myself. I do no, not it's... wanna have to read Dumois. I do not wanna have to follow them on Instagram. I want them to tell me. And also all this talk about like how supportive Alex has been of Tyler during this divorce. Like, they've laughed together. They've cried together. I'm like, how much time are they spending together? And is it all this awkward? Because the time that they spend together on the show is, like, so sexually charged, so awkward, because they're really... Because I think they're hiding the fact that they're actually doing stuff. That's why I think it's awkward, because they have to, like, temper their actual true feelings and emotions about one another because like, I don't know. I just find it to be so bizarre. Like that whole thing, like, Oh yeah, my son took his watch at the beach and then it broke. Like, no, it was on your nightstand. Yeah. It was on your nightstand. You knocked it off and it broke. Like that's what really happened. I can't, I like, I'm tired of them pretending and lying. Chelsea Stark Jones reporting the facts. Just, I gotta say it, but, um, (laughs) we finally have the falling out of, of the season with Jarvis and Rose. We get a little bit of into at this, like Rose has this demolishing party, which also as a Southern California native and hopefully potential home buyer soon enough in my life, seeing that they were demolishing a perfectly fine $2.1 million home was kind of frustrating to me. It was like, it was like a little bungalow. You know, I did, I did find myself wishing during this, um, season that we had seen like one real shithole of a house like like Polly had last year that she yeah. was that she was that was like an obvious like that was reno a true, knockdown. Like, yeah. But this was like, you know, it had the black and white checkered floors. It was like a beach like it was cute. You could have just done a little construction here or there. It was such a cute but like now knowing that home's gonna sell for like 10 million. Like it was just really, it was kind of like the plot is going to, right. They're going to build another, they showed like their development, like what it's going to look like. Oh, I missed that. So it was, so anyways, so they're at this party where they're basically like helping, you know, banging shit down or whatever, because they're going to bring a bulldozer in the next day. And Jarvis and Rose finally have this confrontation where we kind of hear a little bit as to Rose's accusations about Jarvis's fiance um, Sergio. And it seems like she, Rose felt Rose has like this big issue with clients this season, but Rose felt like Sergio was trying to poach her client when it did sound more like he saw a rich person that could be interested in his business and not Jarvis's. Like he wasn't taking Rose's client for Jarvis. He was taking it for himself, for a business that is not related to real estate. Is that what you got? Yes, that is what I got. And Rose keeps talking about like 
as a business partner, you should come to me and tell me that your fiance is coming to my client. And like, she's not his manager. Like she's not his business manager. Yeah. She's his real estate agent. She, she is in charge of one thing for this guy and it is finding him a house or selling him a house or selling his house. And it's like, it's so, it's, it's so, uh, she just doesn't have a leg to stand on. Unless yeah. there's something that we're not hearing about that, like, Sergio is really shady. So, like, she doesn't want to be associated with someone really shady dealing with one of her clients. But we're not getting that kind of intel. No, we're not. And, and again, it's, like, it's all surface level. But, so... Jarvis storms out, which I wish she didn't. I wish she kind of just like held her own because now we had two scenes in the same episode where so she's weird like to see her in pants storming out. Because <laughs> at this demolition party, they're like, in, oh my gosh, show, watching them show up in their casual wear was so funny because there were so many metallics. Like everyone was wearing like silver pants, a silver shirt. Like they do not know how to dress casually and still look fashionable. Not at all. Um, And then we kind of get, you know, another friendship breakup where Brandy and Alex decide... You know, they kind of just need to put a put a pause to the friendship. It's not it's not working out for them. They're not seeing eye to eye here. And it was sad. it really also seemed like Alex truly um valued this friendship with with Brandy, um, more so than I yeah. had thought before. So this was kind of sad, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's sad to like, cause the thing that they can't get past is that like Brandy disagrees with Alex Hall's behavior on like a moral level. And she's kind of like, I can't be associated with you. Mm -hmm. That's hard information to receive. That is hard information to receive, especially knowing that you probably are in a full-blown relationship with this man already. (laughs) Watches are everywhere. Yes. Um, And uh, we get to our finale party, Polly's pajama party. Polly is in this cute little breakfast at Tiffany's set. Very Gio cute. shows up in a smoking jacket. Lauren is in a big, fluffy yellow chiffon outfit, which was giving wannabe main character energy. I felt really bad for Lauren. Didn't even notice her. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tyler shows up in um, boxer briefs. I don't know. Uh, as Sasha points out, uh, doing a risky business thing, full frontal, just not, not, they're not just boxer briefs. They are boxer briefs with the kind of pouch that outlines a package. Like, okay, yes. I think the, so when he gets there, he's like, I didn't have, like, it was like, I didn't, I, I, I think he was saying that he'd arrived there directly from something else. So he just took his pants off because his his shirt also isn't long. Like it's not risky business because he's basically just wearing like a short sleeve, normal button down shirt. Yeah. And then like kind of weirdly long boxer briefs that outline. (laughs) I can't talk about it. I'm blushing. That's it what they said. Lot. Like you can like you can just see everything. Yeah, it was a lot. It was, it was very... shocking behavior from someone who's like, I'm not gonna talk about my personal life. Like yes! I'm never gonna say my ex-wife's name, who's a very famous person. Everyone needs to stop talking about my personal life. Here's my whole dick. Yes. It was 
that part. I think that's why, like, another reason why it was so jarring. It's like you're so private or you try to be. And, like, this is how you choose to display yourself at this party. I mean, I guess I get it. I get I get why he was trying to get that to the people. It was really something to see. But it and then and then Jarvis, uh, not Jarvis, uh, Alexandra wrote Alex Rose. Oh, my gosh. Alex Hall. This is impossible. (laughs) Alex Hall shows up to the party in just I mean, she's in pajama pants, but also just a bra like he's in his underwear. She's in a bra and like they're they've been planning this matching thing all season, right? Yeah, they all, they have shown up to everything coordinating and pretending as if they had not had these conversations prior to the event. But yes, they they were coordinated. Um she looked great. She she always looks great. She always um, looks great. Yes. And so it was this party. It seemed like it was at some house that Polly rented or something like that. I don't know. It was a little bit weird. It's one of the houses that they've been selling. I don't understand how they like get to throw parties, like how they just get to go to these houses. Like, did they just have the key in the lockbox and they just get to go in and have a party? I guess. I don't know. Again, rich people things. I'm going to become a real estate agent. Yes. Gio announces that him and his wife are expecting a child. And then this is where Sasha inserts a Dumois blind item. And the message reads, this realtor is about to become a new villain. If you live in OC, then you heard about the cheating on his pregnant wife. But is anyone really surprised when his relationship has always felt a little forced or off? If you thought Britney Snow's ex was bad, this will make him look like a saint compared to his fellow cast member. There are a lot of loose lips in the OC, so it was only a matter of time before someone let it slip. Chelsea, XOXO, you read that like Gossip Girl. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just what this show needs is a Gossip Girl element. Yeah, so I did not see this blind item. Um... I was, I don't, I don't know when this came out, Sasha, but if you've been sitting on this blind for a while, good for you. <laughs> Sasha uh, does the research. <gasps> I don't know if I buy it. Oh, why would, I mean, why? It's just a blind, it's just Dumois. I don't know, I buy it. I feel like all rich men cheat on their wives. <laughs> no, there's just something about Geo that's so like non-sexual that I can't imagine. Oh, now Sasha's sending a Reddit. Damn it, Sasha. <laughs> Um, she said she said oh you'll believe it (laughs) (laughs) yes and so i don't know we'll just throw it out there all allegedly um but yeah they're pregnant they're expecting and then alex new alex who we haven't spoken about this whole recap because i find her to be so boring and a complete waste of our time and don't know why we needed a new cast member but here we are she shows up they decide to hire her for the o group Gio was not happy about this hiring. And she says, well, when I sell my first house, you have to show up to the office in a bikini and heels. And he says, fine. So there's that. I, I guess we have something know, to look forward to next it's season. It's like such I don't a know. classic move. Like this woman, I just know this woman ran, you know, Kai Omega at Ole Miss or wherever she went, like the yeah, Navy. Tennessee. Like, it's yeah. so, it's so, Tennessee. Like it's so classic, like, Okay, you know, and I'll bet you that, like, it just seems like a move, like one of her moves, you know, to kind of yeah. like get out of a conflict is like, and I guess it's like a little charming. She doesn't bother me that much, but it's just, um, 
It's strange how we spent the entire season getting to the point of her being hired. Like, she's not interesting enough to have watched and not be a realtor. You know, yeah. like, she needs to be going. So, like, it's it's such a strangely, like, long game for selling the OC to be playing. Yeah, it's bizarre. I was I was very bored with every scene she was in. Um and then we get what we've all been, I guess, waiting for, anticipating, hoping for, cheering against, unsure. Uh, Alex and Tyler finally kiss. They are alone in the hot tub, and he finally tells her what he really thinks about her and that he really likes her and that he wants to take her on a date. She says, well, why haven't you been doing this before? Why haven't you asked me before? Great Alex Hall impression. Thanks. And, you know, just asking, like, I don't know. It was, you know, she was, I think to your point, she really wanted to be chased and wanted to hear, like, why do you like me? Like, what is, what are we going to do on this date? And Which I think given, so, like, his declaration of liking her, it had all the right beats. It sounded like romantic and like he was really sharing his feelings. But like when you really dig in on what he was saying, it was kind of bad. Like he was like, oh. I just genuinely never thought that there would be anything here. I didn't even think we'd be friends because we were so different. And then I was like, wow, Tyler, you really know how to sweep a girl off her feet. And then I can't remember if it's after she's asked for a little more clarification of why he likes her or if he just is kind of keeping on talking. But he basically is like, you were such a good friend to me during this difficult time for me. Like you were, you were there for me during my divorce. And it's like, oh, wow, how wonderful that she was there for you. I can really, it's like, it's like just very typical man of like the reasons that I like you are all really based in like me and how you, like how your treatment of me makes me feel and and like nothing about who, he calls her a nightmare. I mean, she is. And I guess he could genuinely like that about her, but it was a weird way to explain how he liked her. Uh, it gave me major fuckboy energy. I was like, this is not, this is not it. Like it was, you pulled every line out of a romantic comedy from the eighties to regurgitate back to me. Like this was not, I was, I I didn't like this. I was cringing the whole time. And to be fair, like, she's like, I am like at my core, a wife and a mother. Like, that's what I want to be. I'm not looking for something casual. Like, Mm -hmm. let's hear it. Are you in? He don't really, I mean, he says he also wants to have kids and that that was like a painful part of his divorce as he was kind of starting over. But then the sort of like, I want to take you to dinner line is like, okay, I don't know. I think you need to take her to look at a house or something because like y'all have <laughs> known each other for so long that like sort of like the court, it's like, yeah, it's kind of, it's going to get serious fast or it's going to blow up in your face. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I will say... Uh, I, I, like I've mentioned before, I do follow Alex Hall on Instagram. She was in Italy recently. She did post a carousel of photos. She did delete one of the carousels, one of the images. Watching it. It had a man doing a backflip off of a boat in what looked like Positano. And you did not see a clear facial uh, look at this man. However, well, now we know what some other parts of him look like. Did you see body, any of those? The body, <laughs> didn't see that specific one, but it looked like Tyler and it was a video. She deleted that specific video, but she kept a photo of 
two hands holding uh, espresso shot cups and you see one is clearly a man's hand. So I have a feeling that they are seeing each other still. I think we will be seeing them, you know, publicly soon. But yeah, I just... I mean, good for them at this point. Like, whatever. He's clearly divorced or is finalizing his divorce and whatnot. It just... It did look messy. I do think they were seeing each other and sleeping with each other this entire season and pretending that they weren't. It just cracked me up because it was, like, such a... Steven and Elsie from Laguna Beach sort of thing. Like, let's... And that's, like, that is how they fancy themselves, is, like, grown-up Laguna Beach. And they are. I mean, they just are those archetypes, although I stand by that, like, that Alex Hall is a Kristen Cavallari who, like, fancies herself alluring Conrad. But it's that, like, okay, we're finally going to declare these feelings in the hot tub. And I do, like... I. I wasn't charmed by it, but it's like, yeah, this is, I guess, a good way to cap the season is these two finally kissing on camera. Yeah. And also, like, yeah, I guess if you're going to break up your marriage, make it worth it. (laughs) So (laughs) I hope these two naked idiots last. (laughs) I do, too. I guess. Um, But that was season two of Selling OC. I... Really enjoyed it overall. It was a lot of fun. Some notes for the producers. Give us give us some more meat to dig into. Um, but as always, love recapping these crazy, stupid reality shows with you, Jody Walker. The next time you see me, I will be in a blazer, no bottoms, <laughs> taking shots because I'm a professional. <laughs> All right, guys, that does it for It Was All a Stream Recapping Selling OC. We will be back soon recapping... Uh, the Kardashians new season with Zach Peter and Amelia Wedemeyer. So be uh, stay tuned for that. But for Jody and I, we'll catch you on Morally Corrupt here on the Ring of Reality feed. So talk to you guys later. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.